love to strain my mind with situations that created complications in my life, like my father's past decisions and drug addictions on my mother's death. I love your mom. What's next? What's up, Lola? Well, we got ourselves a little uh, visitor, Lola. That's not the only visitor. <laughs> That's not the only visitor. We got Mick today. Yeah, two dogs. There you Four dogs. Two dogs. Yeah. <laughs> We're out of here. There you go. See you, Lola. Peace. So, why don't you, uh, obviously, welcome to the Defy the Odds podcast. Mick, why don't you kind of introduce yourself, and I'll give a little backstory on you and why we invited you to the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Um, and I like the name, too. Um, but my name is Mick Rapchek. Um, I'm a trainer. You guys might have seen my uh, partner, business partners podcast earlier, Shane Anderson. We got a gym next to the Rejuvenator guys. And uh, I primarily work with like basketball athletes, but I'll work with anybody and everybody. I've been a trainer for about nine or 10 years now. Um, 29. Still got a long way to go, though. Still got a long way to so go. what what got you into it, number one? And you know, obviously the Defy the Odds podcast, one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you on is because of your story that I've heard a little bit about, and I'm interested in getting into more detail about, you know, how tall are you? I'm um, five, 5'5". Five. You're 5'5", five, 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 you're five. white, and you can dunk, <laughs> and yes. you're pretty damn good at it, um, <laughs> and it wasn't thing. always the case. You actually defied the odds and worked your way to be able to do that, so why don't you just give us a little background and yeah. you know how you got into it, how you met Shane. Just actually, let's start. Where were you born? Let's start from a younger age. Uh, I was I was born in Southern California, but okay. moved to Arizona when I was. My memory goes back to Arizona, okay, um, specifically in this area too. So I haven't really left the hometown. Some positive, negatives to it, but I love it. Yeah. Um, from there, played basketball my whole life. Um, loved it. Played played all the sports growing up, but kinda, so. So junior high, high school. Through yep. it all, like Kay. even elementary school and yep. all that. Um, if I knew I was going to be 5'5", five five, I probably would have kept playing soccer. <laughs> but, uh, but I love yeah. basketball. It's too much fun. It's flashy, like growing up with and one mixtape. Yep. Like I wanted to be on and one more than I wanted to play college basketball. Wow. Um, yeah. You so. know, I know the guy that just set free, the guy that, that like created – Put the music and the video to hand one. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. The mixtapes. Yeah, yeah, the mixtapes. Oh, I got yeah. those on DVD still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know that guy. Oh, yeah, Steve. yeah, I have to have a yeah. We, we, we can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bring it back. <laughs> the next yeah. white chocolate. Yeah, I think yeah. it's. Cut. I think they're trying to do it. They are. Yeah. Right. yeah, Kenny Dobbs is doing a little bit of that. We oh, should yeah. invite Kenny on at some point too. For sure, I'll be, uh, I'll be watching that for sure. But yeah, so grew up playing basketball. Um, high school played basketball, football, track, little track a little bit. Um, but basketball is my main thing. Um, when did you stop growing? Oh, like eighth grade. Like, uh, eighth I, like grade. I was one of those kids that like. Puberty fast. Yeah, yeah. Like it helps being a trainer now, but hit puberty fast, had muscles this tall. Like I was, was pretty, a uh, pretty athletic little middle yeah, schooler. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had a lot of success when I was young. And obviously I stopped growing. So you got to get better here or there. Um, I like to think I was a pretty decent high school player. Um, like talking to college coaches, my recruitment was the same. It was like, hey, you're the, you're the exact player we want, just not the size yeah. of the player we want, mm -hmm. which totally makes sense. Um, my stubborn little 17, 18-year-old ass didn't understand it at the time, but... <laughs> it's when you know that's, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, just like everything else. Yeah. Um, so after high school, not playing college sports, it was like it was the 2012 summer. Uh, so the Summer Olympics were on. 
And I thought I'd be fine. I was like, you know what? I had basketball gave me a lot. I had a lot of fun with it. Made tons of friends. Um, but I'll be good. I don't need sports anymore. So you're 18 at this point. Yeah, around. just, just okay. graduated high school. Yep. I was going to go to JUCO to be a, a firefighter paramedic type. And, but that summer, like a weekend of the summer, and like as a high school athlete, you're playing sports all summer long. So like a weekend, I'm like, dude, I, I need to find something to do. I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind. Like, and um, so sure enough, 2012 Summer Olympics, there's a sport called team handball. Okay. Uh, if you're not familiar with handball, if Americans liked handball, we would have, we would have an absolute dominant sport. Like you put LeBron James on a handball court and it's a wrap. <laughs> Um, if you have never heard it, go ahead and YouTube it. It's a very exciting, flashy sport. It's essentially indoor soccer and basketball combined. Okay. Um, a lot of jumping, a lot of fakes, a lot of no-look passes. Like, take the flash of basketball, throw, like, a little rugby-type aggressiveness in it, mm-hmm. and then, like, you're obviously shooting into a goal with a goalie and all that. Um, How big is the ball? It's I, I like, don't know about it. I don't know. It's like maybe a like a ball? volleyball. No, volleyball. like a volleyball side because you can dribble it. Like, you can't yank people like a basketball but you have to stay on top when you dribble you can catch take three steps but then you got to dribble before you take that four step or pass it or shoot and then there's a six meter ring that goes around the goal and you can jump into the ring but you got to release the ball before you hit the ground so guys are taking off um fouling's a good thing like if you were coming at me you have to throw i'd want to grab your arm and wrap you up i don't want to take you to the ground but it's like, oh, foul, reset. Like, that's how you – you can't foul out, essentially. You can get kicked out, but you can't foul out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're watching the Olympics. So I see that sport. Okay. We played a PE version of it in high school, uh-huh. and I always joked with my high school basketball coach, I, do, I might not play college basketball, but if team handball was a real sport, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the league, going college, whatever it may be, and all that stuff. Well, sure enough, 2012 Summer Olympics, I see a commercial for it. And I'm sitting there going, like, no fucking way. This is a real thing. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking playing handball. Like, what am I doing? Search it. There's a Phoenix League. Had tons of friends. I haven't gone back and played with them in forever, which I should. But the Phoenix League, they were just starting. Or Phoenix Club, they were just starting. So I go out to, like, the first practice or whatever. We're playing it and all that. And I meet the coach. His name was Peter. He's from Germany. Very foreign sport. Very popular in Europe, just not in the U.S. And I tell him, like, hey, like, I know this is my first night, but – I." I'm going to, I want to make the USA team. Like, yeah. And he's looking at me. He's like, okay, well, like, you know, you're kind of short. I'm like, yeah, but you played professionally in Germany, right? And he's like, well, yeah. And I go, okay, you're five, four. Yeah. So if you could play pro, I'm going to take my chances. Yeah. So the Phoenix handball family was super kind. They supported me, helped me out, had like, like called them my team handball moms and all this stuff. And, uh, first year learning the sport, but from basketball and all the other sports I played was pretty damn good. Played for about three years, and at my last nationals tournament, I was like out of like number five in overall scoring or something like that. So I thought, and I had a tryout with the USA team in my first year, and I just wasn't definitely not ready for it. So two, three years later, like number five in scoring at nationals, and I'm like, okay, like this is the year I should at least get invited. Yeah, Yeah, at least get asked to come try out and practice. Uh, Had a USA player bring me up to the USA coach. I got the same thing as basketball. Hey, you're the player we want. You're just not the size. We're not gonna. We're not gonna take you. Huh. So during that, I was training. Is, is with it Shane. a height thing? Or? Yeah, like okay. it, there's some Still big height? dudes on the floor. Okay. There's like it's a bunch of foreign LeBron Jameses okay. just taking off and hitting each other and all that. 
there's room for some short guys, but you got to be extremely fast yeah, and yeah, very crafty speed, with yeah. the ball. Well, I guess I kind of skipped a part, but during that, I was training with Shane. Okay. Um, and uh, how'd you how'd you meet Shane? How'd you run into Shane? Yeah. So a little backtrack. Sorry, I was training with Shane. I was training for the try to make the USA team. First day I ever trained with Shane. Um, I'm supposed to have a 225 back squat rep test. Okay. Right. I think I'm hot shit. I've been training for a year. I'm fast. I'm jumping high. And like the trainer before Shane definitely wasn't Shane. And I had no idea. That was the only experience I had in sports performance world. So I thought it was good training. Looking back on it, not quite. Uh-huh. So I got a 225 rep test with Shane. I've never met the guy. Big dude. I'm already talking shit. I'm like, dude, I, you better <laughs> you pull, out, yeah, pull out a watch. <laughs> We're going to be here all day. You can leave a key at the gym. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll lock that's up. Hilarious. So I get to like 25 reps. I'm talking through it. I'm like talking smack during it. And Shane finally is like, dude. You're done. Rack, rack the bar. Let me show you how to and do yeah, it. And right? I'm like, and I'm like, what the fuck do you mean I'm done? I was just getting started. Yeah. Like, and uh, he goes, we're gonna rest two minutes, and you're gonna squat full depth. Yeah. The guy training me before didn't even care if we got to parallel. Like, you okay. could have just bent your knees, and he would have been like, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. good. That's Go. how most people squat. Yeah. yeah. And so, I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. It's two twenty-five. Yeah. That shit buried me. Yeah, Literally yeah. got to the bottom and just stuck. And then Shane's big ass comes over, picks it up, curls it, and then racks it and looks at me and goes, that's what I fucking thought. <laughs> and I remember being like 19 going, oh, shit. It's like, damn, maybe I'm not that athletic. Maybe I should listen to the jack dude that's extremely athletic and not the other trainer that's, you know, he's got big arms. That's about it type yeah. of thing like that. So I, ever since then, me and Shane hit it off. Um, like you guys know Shane. Shane's competitive too. So our competitive nature kept driving each other. So Shane trains me for handball. Uh, I wasn't working as a trainer at the time and I needed a summer job. So I go to nationals, get the, Hey, too short player. We want too short supposed to come in. I get back from, I think we were in Reno, come back that night, text Shane and go, Hey, I know I'm supposed to work out tomorrow, but I got the no, I'm going to take tomorrow off. My friends were at my apartment. I was like, I'm going to party and shit. Um, Shane being Shane, don't be a dumbass. Come work out. I'm trying to uh, give you a job, too. And I got another idea. All right. Like, I'm not going to say no to Shane. And so go work out, get my part-time job for the summer as a trainer. And he brings up Olympic weightlifting. And so Olympic weightlifting, if you're not familiar, you go snatches and then clean and jerks, just as heavy as you possibly can. Um, CrossFit made it pretty popular, but Olympic weightlifting was going on well before CrossFit. And uh, it's a short man's game. Like, oh, shit, I've never, I've never had an advantage in any sport I played. I'm, I'm super down for that. Yeah. And so I picked it up, like, pretty quick. Um, kind of twitchy athlete, kind of explosive. And so it, it carried over well. I picked it up quick. Uh, qualified for university nationals, so college kids, um, in the first, like, six months. At the time I started training, I hadn't touched a basketball. I was like, dude, I don't want – it was like PTSD. I was like, I don't want anything to do with basketball. My roommate had just finished playing college basketball. And it's like, it's like, come to the gym, come to the gym. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't really want to. <laughs> like, so finally go to the gym. We go to, like, LA Fitness. Play the first game. And this is after, like, six, seven months of Olympic weightlifting. I'm, like, looking at him after the first game. Like, holy shit. Like, do I look faster? Like, he's like, yeah, I guess. Like, 
was like, dude, I feel so powerful. Like I can, like my legs feel good. I can touch the fucking rim. My roommate I played high school ball with. He's like, dude, you've never even been close to the rim. Yeah. Right? I'm like, no, I'm telling you, I could touch the rim today. Yeah. And so LA Fitness, the rims are a little sketchy. It was probably like 9, 10, 9, 11. But I go up there and just nick it. And from that moment, I was like, dude, fuck that. I'm dunking a basketball. Okay. Nobody's telling me no. There's no coach. You said 19? I was like 19 when I started, 20 when I started. Yeah. I got my first dunk when I was 21. Okay. 21 in some months. Um, and so I'm like, dude, fuck that. Like, a coach can tell me no. Everybody can tell me no. But this is straight up on me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if I don't Because you know happen, you're close. At yeah. this point, you're close. At this point, I'm like, and I was and like, And you just, haven't even been working towards it. No, I yeah. just started working like Olympic weightlifting, like, I wasn't even that strong in the grand scheme of it. And I was like, dude, I think this is like a real thing. Yeah. And um, so I made it a goal. I used competing in Olympic weightlifting as like my strength development. Yep. And then I just jumped my ass off like every day. Um, about a year later or so, finally got my first dunk. And that was like, a, I don't know, it was. There it is. I don't know, as cheesy as it sounds, like for just dunking, total euphoria, like. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I mean, After, you've been working towards it for well, over that a and year. like, uh, you know, like in your early twenties, there's like that phase where you're like, "Fuck, what am I doing?" Yeah. Like, I thought I had this idea come out of high school. I didn't really have like a true identity yet. Like, my identity was like the kid that hops between different sports, like trying something. And so I was like, okay, and it just kind of uh, it was something that I had to prove to myself that. I thought I worked hard in basketball. I thought I worked hard for handball. There was a whole nother level to yeah, go. Yeah, there's levels to there's everything. levels to yeah, it. Yeah. And like that dunking made me understand, like, hey, when you think you gave everything, there's still like ten or twenty percent more that you can dig out of yourself. How many hours do you think you trained just to be able to dunk a basketball? Oh, mm. I don't know. I mean, there's what twenty four hours in a day. I would lift for about two hours, sometimes twice a day. Then I would jump. So hundreds of hours. Hundreds, if not thousands. Like, I mean, I was full-blown. You can ask Shane. I was, like, full-blown obsessed. It was the only thing I'd talk about. I'd tell everybody I met I'm going to dunk a basketball. <laughs> and, like, yeah. my friends got to the point and my family got to the point where it was like, dude, shut up. Yeah, like, yeah. it's not going to happen. Can't do this and all that. But How often were you trying to dunk for that during that oh, year dude, process for that first one to get to the first one was almost an everyday thing oh really yeah like so so my legs just wouldn't work oh. and then do it a little bit more and all that um but it was like one of those and i was in college i was at asu so i was partying my ass off then wake up saturday go train i probably right. would have made a lot more progress if i I'm just sure chilled out yeah, yeah, the, yeah. which we all could have done and stuff but yeah at least every day if not every other day and if I wasn't trying to dunk, I was trying to do the highest box jump, broad jump, like any form of jumping, hurdle hops, all that stuff. I don't recommend jumping every day, but I didn't care. At the and time. then so from a progression standpoint, like I'm sure it's about baby steps. You're not going to see big results in a short period of time. And that's what a lot of people don't understand is to get really good at something or to be successful at something, it takes constant constant work and it's it's the 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 results are so minor typically that you might not even see them at some point until you almost achieve that goal yeah I would agree with you um I tried to the the farthest back dated I could get my vertical numbers for 
from back in the day was I was at 32 inches on a running vert. I got a jump uh, 30, 39 inches, 39 and a half inches, just to be high enough to clear the ball over. And so, like, I got to that mark, but as lo- if I wasn't 100%, I wasn't jumping 39. Yeah. And so it took about mm. a year and a half or so to get to that mark. And then it took me another – I broke into the 45-inch mark two summers ago. So it almost took me five years to go from 42 to 45. Wow. And a lot of that was, like, not necessarily focusing on it as much. Like, yeah. I probably could have gotten it done faster. But it's like anything else. Like, the higher you go, the harder and harder it gets to make those jumps. So even, like, a half inch of progress after two months was, like, a huge win. Huge yeah. win. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was one of those things. Like, you just had to chip away at it. I had to do it for myself to prove myself I can work hard. You can achieve Granted, it's dunking. I feel kind of goofy talking about it, but for me, it was a big deal. Like, that, doing it to me was like, okay, anything's achievable. Yeah. There's After you got your first dunk, did it, like, propel you back into basketball even more? Think, like, maybe oh. you might have an opportunity. Playing? Yeah, you wanted to go dunk on motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it did. Uh, like, I tell a lot of my kids that are kind of on that verge, it'll totally change your perspective of the game. Oh, I'm sure. Because, like, as a, as a short guy, you're looking at, like, LeBron James, Russell West, all these NBA guys just throwing down. And you're like, that's just not me. There's no way. Yeah. Like, it's like to before I made it a goal, I never thought dunking was even a possibility. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I was trying to play college basketball, I just didn't even worry about it. Yeah. I was like, that's so far out of the realm. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't even think about it. Um, but, oh, what did you just ask? I totally spoke. I just said, like, just after dunking, did you think oh. you might be able to go college or semi-pro um, or just get back in there? You know, you? I thought about it, like, um, the YouTube dunk game was starting to blow up big time. That's actually one of the guys is Porter Mayberry. I saw on YouTube who's five four actually, and he was throwing down, and I was like, uh, "No, nah, fuck that! If he can do it, I can do it." Type yeah. of thing. But I wanted to go more of like the dunk contest route. Um, I know there's like some actual like TV shows or stream shows about it, and I was leaning back to my and one roots. I was like, "Dude, fuck playing college basketball!" Like. I want to go run at the parks, play like pickup, throw down on somebody and all that. Um, but I really only did a few dunk contests and then I would just play on three on three tournaments and hoop again. And it was so much more fun. Like I could actually drive to the lane and jump with guys and finish and all that stuff. Uh, but so definitely after dunking, yeah, I was trying to hoop all the time, yeah. all the time. So you got your first dunk. How long did it take until you dunked on someone? Dude, I actually haven't. Oh, you never dunked on anyone yet? No, in-game dunks are tough. I don't have the biggest hands, so, like, yeah. dribbling and going up is difficult. Most of my dunks are off a lob or if somebody's, like, holding the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been so fucking close so many times. Like, to the point where, like, some of these dunks, if they would have just gone in, I would have retired. I would have like, <laughs> is that your next goal, <laughs> though, to dunk done. on someone? Yeah, and it's I'm running out of time. But <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, I heard yeah. some conversations about your weight and how much that affects you. Yeah, because... When you, how much were you weighing at the time when you were really at your peak? Um, I was floating between 150 and 155. And you're what now? I'm like 160 right now. Shane likes to talk his oh, shit okay. about so me. So it's not, heavy. it's not as bad as. Yeah, no, yeah, Shane yeah, just yeah. over exaggerates yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was at one of my best though at like 142. Okay. It was actually during 2020 summer when. So it's about 20 pounds. shut down. Yeah. yeah. The whole world. 20 pounds. Shut down. 
Strap twenty pounds to your belly, and that'll yeah. make a big difference. Yeah, it's that weighted. It's that weighted vest. Yeah, yeah. You throw that weighted oh, vest yeah. on. That's that's affecting your. Yeah, your that I mean, but like jumping is all force production. The lighter you are, the more force you could produce. The higher you go. Interesting. And so at one forty, I was still deadlifting the same amount of weight I was at one fifty five. Yeah, my squat dropped a little bit, but it was still really high for a guy weighing one forty. And so I think that combination was great, just being light and still maintaining my strength. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, as I've gotten older, I kind of just care about general health now. And I just want to make Shane try to I try to make Shane feel small in the near future. Yeah. <laughs> but good luck. Yeah. Twenty nine. I want to dunk when I'm thirty. And then after that I'm trying to just get jacked, honestly. Yeah. Still hoop though. Still be able to hoop a little bit. Yeah. Um, but And yeah. so ever since so when Shane hired you as a trainer, what what was your introduction to that? What were you doing? Uh, mostly working with just kids. Um the only stuff I knew is what they taught me at the time. So it was like a good way to just be their employee. Yeah. Because I knew the whole system. I did the whole system. And this was at the physical therapy this spot? This was, yeah. At, uh, it was called Fast up there. And uh, so I, I primarily took care of the kids and then slowly just have a personal training client, then another one, then another one, then another one. The next thing you know, you've got a full book. And um, obviously my vertical stuff through social media, got a decent attention, especially in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, especially in the neighborhood and being in the neighborhood I grew up in, like I still know all my coaches. My little sister grew up in the neighborhood. Like her friends are seeing it. So I just started getting requests like, hey, I just want to do vertical work, vertical yeah, work, yeah, vertical yeah. work. I mean, you proved that if you work at it, you can do it. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't, before I heard your kind of story and went in there, like, I didn't really know that if you – because I used to be able to grab the rim. I don't know if I could do it now just because I'm old, and, yeah. you know. But I didn't know that if I really wanted to work on that and really focus that I probably could have been a Duncan fool. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's possible. Especially, I mean, if, if at my height I can do it without any significant – I mean, I have decent genetics, but I wasn't, yeah. like, jumping out of the gym before. If I can do it, it's possible – I got a couple of friends in their 40s, or I, I should say uh, one of our, my friends made it a goal to, I think his was a 40-inch vertical by 40, um, and now he runs a dunk camp, that dunk camp I go to. Oh, wow. Um, and so, like, it's it's very possible. It's just might be more difficult starting wherever you're at. Of course. Everything like that. Yeah. Um, but, like, you got to think, if you're over six foot, your standing reach is a little over eight feet probably. And so you really only need 24 inches to get to the rim, yeah. and then another six or seven after that. So you so, need a 30 and 32 inch vertical. Yeah, like as long as your <clears throat> standing reach is a little over eight feet, it's really not out of the realm. Yeah. And we get blown away by basketball players on TV. We also got to remember they're like six, seven, yeah. six, yeah, yeah, eight. Yeah, like some of them are touching the rim. Some of them touch on the rim and haven't even yeah. left the ground. They make yet. it. E they make it look easy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah, I, I would say anybody can do it. Um, Age might make it more difficult. Maybe some other body issues might make it more difficult. You might have to work longer than somebody else, but yeah. if it's worth it, that's always been my thing too. It taught me like if something's truly worth it to you, yeah. the length of time doesn't matter. Yeah. How bad do you want it? Yeah, it's exactly. something I say in this podcast all the time. How bad do you really want? People say they want something, but if you're not willing to do what it takes and sacrifice. You don't. You just don't want it that bad, and that's okay. Yeah, like yeah. it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's not for everybody. 
throughout your whole training process so have you had any like major injuries that set you back uh luckily not anything major um i've torn my shoulder a few times but not like like my last competition ever i had a torn rotator cuff and literally just went i don't know if i can well i guess i'm not a usaw competitor anymore but shot it up with cortisone just numbed it and just fucking went for it so so it wasn't like anything like i needed surgery or anything like that so how long did it take you to get like how long did you do the uh, olympic weightlifting and what was shane's like when he pitched you the idea because you said hey i got a different I-, he said i got a different idea for you how did he pitch it to you and how long did you do it? Did you enjoy doing that? Well, Shane used to Olympic. He did. Yeah, he, he did, did as well. Too, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was like he hit me up. It was like a uh, Friday night. I was going to party instead. Well, I still partied, but then I went to the gym <laughs> yeah. and worked out. And uh, we were literally just lifting. We were talking about job, uh-huh. like the job. And he brought it up. And uh, he's like, he knew, like, ever since a kid, I always wanted to just be an athlete, you like do some something. sort of pro athlete. And I was still chasing that. So, so he saw potential. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, well, why not? Like, you're already kind of twitchy. You're short man's game. Yeah. And, like, I've always needed something extra. Like, work is one thing. School is one thing. But I have I – don't, I don't know what the right way to say that is. I got to have some sort of competition or goal to really keep me disciplined. Of course. Yeah. Um, and I so think most people do. They just don't know it. Yeah. yeah. So to me, that's what it really was. And it was, like, kind of at a, a – I guess, I don't know if rocky time in my life's the right way to put that, but trying to figure out stuff, going through family stuff, trying to go to school, work, uh, manage all that, and really just mature and become a man in the community. Um, it was like the, the perfect amount of discipline that I needed. Like it kept me true. It wasn't, I wasn't binge drinking when constantly with all the college guys and yeah. all that. Like I would have my fun, but at the end of the day, I was like, hey, if I do this, tomorrow's going to suck. Oh, yeah. And so <laughs> it definitely kept me very disciplined at a time in my life where I needed it. Yeah. And I don't know if I was aware of that at the time, but it, it had the feeling there. Yeah, I, I totally see that because I was the opposite. I had nothing. I just got plastered and yeah. <laughs> acted like a moron. <laughs> yeah, hey. While you were in school, though, were you working towards uh, your degree? Was it health and wellness related or was it uh, completely different? Uh, no, actually. Um, I was so I had went to junior college, Phoenix College, uh, and I got my uh, associate's degree in fire management. Um, so firefighter stuff, paramedic. I thought about going to the military. Um, like I wanted I really liked that paramedic route. Um, and just the like team factor and um, kind of the risk of it. I kind of, I kind of liked the dangerous side of it, made it feel a little more exciting. Um, so I was going to school for that and uh, transferred out to ASU. They had an emergency management program and it was like right when I was starting the training stuff. And then after like a year and I dunked, I was like, fuck, fuck trying to be a paramedic in the military. Like, no, not trying to be rude because it's one of the most amazing jobs ever. And not everybody can do that. It's like, it'd be a lot cooler to stay home and teach kids how to jump higher and dunk and do all that yeah. stuff and a lot safer. Yeah. Um, and so swapped to exercise and wellness. I did one semester and was like, fuck this. Like, I'm, I'm out. This is, I'm not paying for this. Yeah, you learn um, more on the job. Yeah, I yeah. had already worked as a trainer for like two, was two years or so. And like one of my classes, and I'm paying my own tuition, so I'm very picky about my dollars. Like, I'm awful decision to do to the college kids out there and i'm not telling you to drop out it's college is there for purposes 
I knew the exact minute per dollar rate that I was paying because I was paying it out of my own pocket and I didn't want to take a loan. So I was dead broke. So I walk into a 45 minute class. That class cost me about $400 every time I'm in there. And the teacher wants to talk about their weekend for 15 minutes. Okay, that's $100 out the window and I didn't learn anything. And then one of the last, like last stand I had was we took a class in the gym about how to properly get on and off exercise equipment. That's interesting. And I'm like, dude, I'm paying two, almost two grand for this yeah, shit this yeah, semester. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, like yeah. I just learned three times as much in six months working at the gym yeah. than that. No offense. I, it's a good route for some people, but it wasn't my route at all yeah um and so i was trying to do exercise and wellness and i just stubborn 21 year old 22 year old paying with their own tuition as i did this isn't worth it and that was kind of a big dilemma in my family um my dad has i think he's got two bachelor's degrees and a master's degree my mom didn't graduate college so she was she was heated like she was not having it so i go talk to my dad about it and my dad, who's actually been through college for like seven years, all this stuff, like, he's like, dude, I've been waiting for you to say this shit for like a year and a half. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, dude, and as your legs, you're only going to have your legs for so long. And so I was going to school full time, working full time and training twice a day. Yeah, you can go to school whenever. Exactly. And my dad's like, dude, you, you have your youth, you have your legs. I never thought you were going to dunk either, so why don't you just see where it can take you? Yeah, ASU cool. will always take your money. You yeah. can always go back to ASU. And so once he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm done with this. We're going to train full-time, train people full-time. And uh, sure enough, it's led to having a gym next to you guys. So yeah. Do you have a certain uh, like age demographic you like working with? Uh, not. I don't want to say I like, have a favorite. But each age has, like, a different best part, if that makes sense. So, like, I love the middle school age kids, like, fifth through eighth grade, or even a little younger than that, as long as they're somewhat focused. Because, one, it just keeps you kind of youthful. You're always on your toes. You never know what a sixth grader is going to throw at you. <laughs> and Especially if they're Robert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, two, like, a kid coming in and being like – I made the seventh grade team. I made the yeah. seventh grade team. It's yeah. exciting. That's super exciting. They look up to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there's a little more big brother kind yeah. of bond there. You get into the high school age and it gets a little more serious. It's like, yeah. do you want to play college sports? Yeah. Like, and so you can kind of see these high school kids transition from goofy middle school to like a young professional. And that's always really cool. College is fun because there's a lot more at stake. You're a college athlete. Maybe you want to go pro. But it can get, I don't know if I want to say boring, but it can get boring because of almost how serious you have to be all the time. I'm not a very serious trainer. Like, I think training should be fun no matter what level you're at. Obviously, there's a time and place for it. But if you're not enjoying the training, like, what are you doing? And then you go into, like, the adult, adult population. And, like, so many of my adult clients, moms and dads, aunts, uncles, whatever it may be, have given me so much life experience like we joke that personal training's kind of like uh, like a therapist, yeah. and it works both ways. Like yeah. I'll have an adult tell me something or whatever, and then I'll bring up something, and it's like, oh, I dealt with that when I was in my twenties. Like yeah. here's how I did it, and so each each age group brings like a different advantage to training it. The best ever though is starting them in middle school and taking them all the way up. 
Have you had a client that like that so far? Uh, all the way through college. Because you, you said 21, started training, you're 29, so you got yeah, seven, so years. Yeah, I'm like eight, nine years in. Um, almost. I've done from middle school all the way to college and not the pro jump. I've done high school through college, and some of those kids have a chance to go pro, so I'm, we're almost there. Yeah. Um, you have some kids that are starting college and then go like pro overseas. I've never taken a kid from middle school, high school, D1, MBA, or anything like that. And so I'm hoping we got a couple kids that I think have a, a chance in the next couple of years. By couple, we mean like five to ten. Um, but that journey is like the coolest thing. You know them when there's <laughs> shithead little eighth grader talking smack to, oh, I'm starting to feel myself in high school, to getting confident. It's like, oh, shit. We're at the big lights. Like yes. we're in college now. So like, question on that. Can you tell right away? Because obviously, as you pointed out, work ethic – and the amount of work you put in is going to have some uh, – it's, it's basically going to determine how far you go. Yeah. Um, can you tell right away what someone's work ethic is, or is that something you can coach somebody on, or is it, like, kind of just personality? Uh, I, w- I would say, like, a combo of the both. Kay. Like, I've seen kids go from not hardworking to, like, some of our best workers by uh-huh. far. Um, I've seen some kids that are extremely hardworking and burn out yeah. and don't make it. Well, they make it to college, but they're not in a good mindset for college. Yeah, because mental is, I mean, it's got to be half. Oh, if, if not, not more than yeah, that. yeah, if not. One of my old high school coaches always says the game's 90% mental, 10% physical. Yeah. Um, and that's not just in the game. That's the whole, your whole life type of thing. Yeah, because even outside of the game, it that is still part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're stressed outside, it's going to carry over into yeah. your sport type of thing. Um, yeah, so a little bit of both. You can bring it out of people, but I think as like nine, ten years in now, it's so psychological. Like there's almost ways to set them up to where like you almost want somebody to think they're working hard and they get comfortable working at uh-huh. that level, and then you just Turn it on. ramp it up a little yeah. bit. It's like, oh, that was really hard, but yeah, you did it. And then ramp it up a little bit more. Ah, damn, that was really hard, but you did it. Yeah. And then you get to this level where it's like, oh. I can like, see that. I just grind, and it yeah. works itself out. It's the progression that that instead of being terrified of it, you kind of ease them into. Yeah, 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 different ways. And then there's other people where, like, if the time frame, if we don't have that long of a time frame, they'll, part of me is like, dude, we're throwing you into the fire and just see what you do. Yeah. I don't care what the end result is of today, but I'm going to push you through the shit, and, I, and I'm going to know right away whether you're down with the shit or yeah. you don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm assuming that some kids probably have a lot of talent, but their mental game is weak, <clears throat> oh, yeah. and, and that is what's holding them back. And then you got the other kids whose mental game's strong. They're just not quite as gifted physically. Um, That's yeah. That's usually how it goes. It's it's hard to find the perfect. Yeah. Like, I've had a lot of kids that are, they're disciplined, they work their ass off, and they're just not that good. Yeah. But you know they're going to do good things in whatever path they choose. Yeah. And I've had kids that are uber talented, and it's like pulling teeth to get them to work out. Yeah. And it's like, be, dude, this talent's only going to take you so far. They'd rather be smoking weed and. Doing playing two K, yeah, doing whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of them being on 
2K, they're playing 2K, exactly. playing other people. I bring that up all the time yeah, too. Yeah. You know, when you know when it's really cool to play 2K when it's you, when you can play yourself. Oh on yeah. 2K. yeah. I mean, I would also assume I could be wrong though, but like when you're dealing with some kids that are maybe elementary or middle school, like how much of it is the parents are just forcing that on them versus it's at they're at that age and they know that's what they want for themselves. Uh, it's like very case to case. We've had a lot of parents, um, definitely on the like force route. Have, have you had to and check any parents? Like, hey, re- relax. Like, I'm sure that's a yeah. touchy subject because a lot yeah. of a lot of parents. I mean, I never had it because my dad wasn't around, but I've seen videos of oh, just yeah. crazy fucking dads that are just out of their fucking. Oh mind. yeah, and it's and it's like I'm in basketball, but it's and it's every sport like yeah. every sport everybody thinks they have the next lebron james yeah, yeah, yeah and i'm yeah. looking at him like dude we would know if you have the whole world would know if you had the next lebron james yeah. we would have already seen it yeah. on YouTube. he's, yeah. he's okay yeah, yeah he's, he's good right. yeah. yeah he's all right yeah and um and so i don't know if i i feel like i've i've always like been um in like a confrontation type mode like if i got to confront a parent even just growing up i've always been kind of like calmer confrontation type person yeah and so I won't necessarily say they're like doing too much, but I'll list things that could happen if you keep making them practice five times a yeah. day or whatever it may be. And it's like all these things. And then if the light bulb doesn't go off, then you gotta be like, dude, I'm not training your kid today. Yeah. Like, or sorry to the parents out there, there's been times where a kid walks in and I know they're dead and mom and dad don't come in, go, boom, here's a foam roller, here's a yoga mat. Go take a nap. If your mom or dad asks, you worked your ass off today. That's cool. So there is like a relationship you have to build. Like I'm not saying I want to go behind parents' backs. Yeah. But I'll let them know that some, hey, this isn't right. He's too tired, blah, 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 or whatever it may be. She's too tired. She's banged up. She needs a couple times off. But now with kind of our resume and experience of doing it, parents have listened a lot more type of thing. Um, Yeah, because it's the best interest of the kid at the end of the day. Like, hey. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to train your child, but at some point, you know, recovery is very critical yeah, as well. Exactly. That's, that's just as important as uh, the exactly. workout itself. It doesn't matter if your body doesn't work. I don't care how strong you are. If you don't work, then yeah. it doesn't matter. And um, recovery, and it's and it's okay to be a kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. there's been plenty of times where I'm like, oh, can I come in on Saturday? I'm like, nah. You got a pool party or something to go to. <clears throat> like, just go, go be a kid, dude. Go hang yeah, with your yeah. homies. You want to play basketball? Go to the park. Especially the if grass. they're not somebody that you really think is gonna like has a real shot of making it. It's like yeah. it's like you're doing good. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a marathon, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a marathon, like, and that stuff adds up. Um, like you see in kids have all the skills trainers now. Yeah, all this stuff. it's crazy. And they're and like, yeah, they're very, very skilled and they're good, but he's 12 years old. Yeah. He can't even play college basketball for another six years. Are yeah. we sure he's going to enjoy basketball by that time? Because yeah. it only gets more and more as you go. And uh, we've gotten a few parents. Like, I've there's been a few parents where, like, oh, uh, her vertical's not going up or all this stuff. I'm like, all right, well, how much volleyball are you playing? Well, every day. It's like, dude, take for what it's worth. Please take one week off of volleyball. Just one week off of volleyball. And then, and this is basketball, really any sport, do anything else. Come, you can come lift. Yeah. Just don't play your sport for a week. And every single time, 
the kid goes back feeling better. They want to go play again yeah. and all that stuff. So there has been some scenarios where we've had to have some conversations with parents, but it's never been like too aggressive or anything like that. Um, and you start to see, like, I always bring up like, Hey, again, NBA guy plays 82 games in a season and then they get like four months off. Yeah. But we expect our kids to just play year round. So a grown adult, fully developed, has the biggest budget in the world for training, recovery, and all that, is expected to take three to four months off. Our kids who are still growing have all these other issues, school, tons of other stressors. Yeah. We expect them to just perform year-round. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me type of thing. <clears throat> yeah, that's interesting. Did you, because back to your story getting out of high school, I think you were lucky that you found something to do because I had a – a buddy, I think I've mentioned him on the podcast before, probably around your height, maybe a little shorter. Strongest, he was the Superman of the team yeah. for strong, strongest pound for pound. Um, and he was a star, right? Yeah. Hot girlfriend from CDO in, in <laughs> Tucson, like North, North, North Tucson. And the day he graduated, it was all gone. Yeah. And he... I think it fucked him up. Oh, I'm sure. Because I'm sure. he didn't find something else that he could put that energy and, and excel at, and he was, like, totally lost. He came with shit manager at Jack and Bucks. <laughs> I mean, no, he, I mean, he has worked the same. I got him the job at a, at a place in Tucson, and he's still there to yeah. this day. It's like 25 years he's worked there. Um, but I know that, you know, being a star, and then you kind of go from being that star and the, the – popular most popular kid on campus to like almost overnight like nobody cares that's got to be mental f mind fuck for oh for sure um i mean we see it you see it all the way up to like the professional level oh i'm sure yeah, like there's yeah. some guys that get out of the league whatever league they're in and just totally fall off it's your whole life it's yeah. your identity it's yeah. all that and yeah i would agree with you like that i i remember the first week of not having anything like very vividly i was angry yeah. i was antsy i was anxious <laughs> like i was yeah. like dude i'm used to waking up and going to compete right away and then you're good the rest of the day yeah and so i don't know if i realized that's what was going on but it was definitely something like dude i gotta go i gotta play some sort of sport i gotta have contact i gotta be a little violent compete do all that but yeah there's definitely an identity crisis all the way up until like that first dunk like it was like am I like I'm not a college athlete like I thought I would always be I went to JUCO which there's nothing wrong with JUCO it's uh, to me it's probably the smarter route you save money and get the same education almost for the most part but at that time I thought it wasn't cool to go yeah. to junior college and all that and so like I was working at a, a school like after school program and I was just really like fuck, man, I could walk on a high school campus and know every single person and now I walk on to Phoenix College and nobody knows who the fuck yeah. I am. You didn't try to play sports there, like basketball or anything? Uh, I tried to I tried to play at GCC and I got the same thing. Hey, you're the you're the player we want, just not the size type of thing. So I heard that fuck from you. D one, D two, D three, and JUCO, all of them. <sighs> and uh, yeah, the, at the tryout at GCC though, um, was a seven footer. It was between me and the seven footer. Oh. I'm taking the seven footer. All <laughs> yeah, day. of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't, you can't even be mad about. Yeah, that, I couldn't yeah. touch the rim at that time yeah. either. So like, yeah. As soon as we walked in, I played against them in high school, and I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Like, I better do something crazy in this tryout. Yeah. But you got to take the seven-footer all day. That's a no-brainer. Uh, but so, yeah, I tried it, but just one of those things. And so 
yeah, it was kind of just searching for the identity, trying out another sport, trying out another sport. But I could definitely see how your friend, for sure. When you feel like you're on top of the world, then you're in the real world. Yeah, and I, and I can't imagine it because I wasn't the popular guy. I, I was friends with a lot of people, but it wasn't like I was a – I didn't play sports, so I wasn't a star. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I didn't – I had the opposite. Yeah situation i got out of high school and i became the cool dude because i had a house and i had all this shit so my like it was an opposite experience as soon as i got out of high school i was like fuck school i'm so glad to be out of there i like this yeah so that's not that's yeah i would say like i definitely had a great high school all that stuff like the, the basketball player starter captain all that shit and then not having that was the wake up call going like, Oh, you're really, you really ain't shit. Yeah. Like, you're not playing college sports. You don't even have so a job. How yet. do you have conversations with like that with the kids that you train now? Like, cause I'm sure that that happens with a lot of, um, you know, high school athletes that, you know, are quote unquote stars, but yeah. they, they're not quite because I, I had another buddy, his friend too. He was very small and he, he ran track. He played football really fast. He, he was so small, though, like his 40, was, he would beat anyone in a 40 just because he yeah. could move his – but w- once that 40, people would just – Yeah, the strides yeah, take over. Take over. But he really thought he was going to go into the NFL. Yeah. I remember in high school talking to him, and I'm looking at him like, bro, there's no way you're going into the yeah. NFL. And he really, really, truly believed – when he was 16, 17, that he was going to be in the NFL. So he probably had a wake-up call, too. Oh, um, he, he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I've been pretty fortunate. Most of the kids that now with, like, social media and the recruiting networks and all that. Yeah, it's um, totally different, I guess. Yeah, there's, a, like, one of, <clears> one of the kids I trained, a, this was a long time ago. I think he is graduating college this year, just graduated, maybe another semester. They had a really good basketball team at Sunny Slope up the street, and he was, like, the 10th man, like, barely played. But because of club ball and all the networks for recruiting and all that, he had D3 offers. Mm. We didn't have the recruiting networks. Like, I was just before that time. Um, So a lot of these kids are still finding opportunities to play at the next level. Is it always the best scenario? Maybe not. Yeah. But they get to chase their dream, and that's cool and all that. Pay for some school. Yeah, hopefully. pay for some school, hopefully, and then get out of state, like travel a little bit, yeah. make new friends. I haven't really had anybody where I was like super concerned. And if we have the conversation, I didn't word it that way. It's like, well, hey, just in case like basketball doesn't work out, football doesn't work out, have you thought about yeah, what else you're going to exactly. do? Yeah. And luckily, like in the neighborhood we're in, it's kind of like a melting pot. Like you kind of got people come from all different backgrounds, but there's as at least as far as I've been a working adult in the neighborhood, there's a lot of support for kids around. Um, a lot of local businesses where kids can go work during the summers and kind of start feeling out jobs and all that. And a lot of uh, parents in the area have their own businesses or work for a major company that they can help kind of get people started. There's only been a few instances where I'm like, shit, if he doesn't play, like, we might not know the kid yeah. three years from now. Um but just been super fortunate on that aspect. I haven't really had anybody that didn't at least have a backup plan and that maybe didn't have a backup plan, but were le- was legitimately content with not playing at the next level. Yeah. They kind of want to just play for fun now at that point. Some guys are like, yeah, I'm kind of over it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like they just want to go, whether it's basketball, football, it's like, I just want to play for fun. Like, yeah. 
type of thing. So what's next for you? You you've kind of set that goal to be able to dunk. You've achieved that goal. Um, you guys obviously own a strength and conditioning gym next door. What you you know you said you need some sort of goal to stay motivated. What's next for you? I think uh, I think like business is finally becoming that. Um, yeah. Like I've always had business goals, but they were never. Uh, like the hunger for dunking, I really haven't been able to match until like recent years. I think as I've gotten older, you obviously start realizing, I mean, you know it's important, but then you start thinking like, oh, I want a family, I want this, all that stuff. And so I think it's become more of business stuff. Um, where we're gonna take Mach 1, I'm not really sure, obviously. And I'm not really a bigger the better, I'm more like the higher the quality the better. Yeah. Um, so whether we like try to go nationwide, I don't really know if that's in our future, but I want to have just the best absolute gym in Phoenix, Arizona, and then eventually have a gym with a basketball court in it and have guys run skills out of it and do all that. Um, I mean, our next step is expanding and the immediate goal is to just max that out to the point where like how we did now is like, we don't have a choice. We have to expand and that's yeah. kind of how me and Shane have done it we had a very small gym expanded that came down to you small again starting to expand that now and it's kind of like well there's a lot of different ways to expand is it a second location yep. is it one big location and I'm kind of on the the quality side so like obviously me and Shane talk about it all the time I would like to see us to just make this the absolute best gym possible and then maybe go put another small location in Scottsdale or Tempe or something like that. Um, but I think business is like the next one and put some weight on, try to make Shane actually feel small. <laughs> yep. But um, yeah, it's definitely business stuff now. Um, I used to fall asleep to watching dunking videos, Olympic weightlifting videos, like obsessed with it. And now my Instagram feed is business mindset ideas. Yeah, it's interesting how that, that yeah, yeah, with age, how that changes. Some people, it's interesting too, that some people get that, <clears throat> much earlier like there's some really successful young 20 something people that I was just I mean I was selling weed so I was doing it a different way but I mean it's interesting how that comes into play at different times in people's lives yeah um, when you're you know paying your own bills and oh yeah you know realize how much money you don't have oh yeah yeah and you That's- gotta grind to get it yeah, the same way, 20s, I was like, oh, fuck, I got 100 bucks in my checking account. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's go get a 30 rack. Yeah. Like, <laughs> still, I'm rich, dude. I got yeah. 100 bucks. Oh, Don't ask me to get gas, though. That's yeah, our yeah, budget. That's funny. But now, like, yeah, exactly. I'd agree with you. It's like, all right, that stuff was fun. But, like, if I have kids in the future, I have all this yeah. stuff. Like, that's shit costs a lot of money. Yeah. And so I'm definitely looking more <clears> at the business side. I don't have like a dollar mark or anything like that. I just want to have the best damn gym in Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, you guys are growing for sure since, you know, and I don't know the ins and outs, but I've I've definitely seen growth in the fact that you guys are taking over the new space. Um, and I really think, again, we've had conversations about how to like maximize what you guys are doing. I saw somebody in there shooting the other day. I don't know who that was with the camera, but. Yeah, that was one of my, one of my old athletes. He's yeah. done, he's out of high school now. He wants to get into journalism. Okay. And so I'm always for that, too, uh, especially with the youth. You can come shoot for free. You can come do whatever you want. You can come learn for free. Um, anybody in high school or younger that just wants to get better at something can use our gym anytime. 
But yeah, he just hit me up. He's like, dude, I, I need content for my college portfolio. Awesome. Yeah. So come in all day, every day. I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just send me some of the stuff so I can use it. Yeah, but of course. Would you say it's a goal to like uh, train like per, uh, professional athletes? Yeah, like I've I've had a few here or there, um, mostly like overseas. Um, just started like dabbling with NBA league guys, like half and half type. Um, I I definitely want to get into it more, but I also still want to save time for my fifth, sixth, seventh graders. I am biased towards like that whole journey. Um, yeah, I was talking to about it with one of my guys. Uh, he's in college now. He just finished his freshman year playing basketball. And uh, we were joking because we kind of got, like, some borderline NBA to NBA guys in recently. Like, when are you going to big-time me? And I'm like, what do you mean big-time you? Like, yeah. These guys yeah. I just met for a week, and they're leaving. Like, yeah. It's cool to meet them. It's cool to train them for a little bit and, like, help them out as best as you can. It's really cool to know that I started working new with you when you're 16 and now you're 24. So yeah, it's a, li- a lifetime connection. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's ultimately, I think the goal probably is to start working with kids when they're 16, 15, whatever, and then get them, help them get to the league and then Very continue cool. to train them. Exactly. You get three or four of those guys, man, that's, Oh, it's yeah, it's awesome. And like, um, like basketball is such a skill based sport. Like, the weight room helps, but the weight room's not going to decide whether you go to the NBA or not. And so when you get a guy that is just in town for three weeks, it's like, dude, I can't really do anything to make you more athletic. Yeah, I yeah. can keep you healthy for three weeks, yeah, yeah, make yeah. sure you don't get hurt in here. Three weeks isn't enough time. But at least from the sh- strength coach side, it's like, God, it's not very rewarding. Yeah. It's cool. You get to meet yeah, some yeah. guys, talk the game and all that. But it's not as rewarding. Yeah, I can see that. Now, like, if a pro guy came in and was like, hey, dude, I want to do all summer with you, and then the next summer and the next summer, yeah. totally different story. Yeah. Um, but definitely want to get into the pro market, but still save time for the ones coming up. Yeah. Like that. That's awesome. What else? Uh, well, I want to get into nutrition, because obviously you said Shane, you know, hounds you about your overweight. You're t- you know, 160. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking 190 and fucking got a belly. <laughs> So, what does your uh, like nutrition diet look like uh, right he, now, dude? I just he, he's he's eating their burritos and shit. Oh every day. yeah, dude! Breakfast burritos are my shit. Um, I have a breakfast burrito for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, but it's it's really mo- mostly protein based. Like realistically, if I am cooking, it's honestly steak and eggs. Like I could eat steak and eggs, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then I think it's because I, I just blame it on being Irish. Like, I got to have potatoes. Like, I I've always have roasted potatoes. Is that my problem? I'm Scottish, right? Irish. Maybe that's part That's what I'm saying. I, part I think of it's it. a I genetic, like potatoes a lineage too. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm a super simple eater. I'm not, like, I don't, I don't want to necessarily say I'm a picky eater. I'll try anything, but I know what I like and I know what works for me. Any sort of red meat or fish and a, a protein or a a carb like a potato or something like that sweet potatoes and i'm good to go um i'll have some veggies here or there but i'm really not a huge veggie type person um in terms of gaining weight the beauty of starting that gym we like had time for like one meal a day mm-hmm. and so just eating three meals a day i've added like 10 pounds type of thing like that definitely not the way to lose well definitely not the healthiest thing but yeah just the fact that i'm eating three solid meals a day i've added 10 to 12 pounds and it's primarily protein and carb-based and well, fat-based. How do you balance, essentially, uh, your personal workout versus, like, training everyone? 
Because, I mean, are you, what are you in there, five days a week training people, I would imagine? Yeah. And then um, you still need to get your personal gains in. Yeah, uh, there is a, there's a concept that Corey Schlesinger from the Phoenix Sun strength coach, he actually, when he was at Stanford, this was years ago, made a couple posts and has talked about a little bit about microdosing workouts. And so when we're really busy, it's like, dude, I got 20 minutes, pick one exercise and just hammer it. So I'm good um, for today. Good. Yeah, exactly. Good. You just go hard for 20 minutes as hard <clears throat> as you can. And so, like, during the summers, I was just thinking about that today. Like, um, like yesterday I went 5.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. just nonstop. Um, and I was thinking about that today. I was like, fuck, when am I going to actually work out? And you just simplify it a little bit. Like, hey, I got a 30-minute gap. I'm going to hit squats. Later in the day, I got a 30-minute gap. I'm going to do pull-ups. Like, bang for your buck exercises. Um, for a while there, we were training. Well, I was training with Steve, Shane, and Arthur four or five days a week. Um, I wasn't always in them, but for the most part, at least get in three to four days in. And I was just doing whatever Shane was doing. It's one day's lower body, one day's upper body, squatting, deadlifting, benching, all that. Um, but as I've gotten less caring about my vertical and all that, I'll do whatever I feel like that day type of thing. Uh, there's something in like training where you can, um, like we call it living off interest. Like, I, I trained so hard from 19 to 25 that for me to get, like, truly out of shape would take months and months of not training and just eating like shit. And so, like, even now, like, if I won't jump for, I won't jump for four to six weeks, just incorporate a little bit, and I'll be right back to what my old stuff was type of thing like that. Um, so now it's, to me, it's really just maintaining um, that. That's why you got to start when you're young. Otherwise, yep. if you start later in life, that shit goes away fast. Yeah, you, if you One week in a bad eating, <laughs> you, <laughs> you rough, Steve. Well, yeah. well, and I'm I'm the type of motherfucker. I go all in, or yeah. I don't. Like I'm all yeah. or nothing. So when I'm not, like when I'm off the wagon, I'm off. I'm drinking. I'm eating pizza. Like I'm going. I'm not counting one cat. Like I am going for it. And then when I come back, I'm back on it, a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't, it's hard for me to find that middle ground when it comes to that, which I wish I had a little more discipline, but I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, 100 or zero. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty similar, like, or whatever, that test, we had pretty similar. Oh, yeah. um, you talk about the bang for your buck. What is the best bang for my buck to get rid of his belly? What exercises you, do I need to do? For you, Eating. Rob? Yeah, for me. If you had to pick, like, one exercise, one exercise. I would say just straight up sprinting, like 40-yard, 50-yard, 60-yard sprints. It's actually the fastest way to burn fat is sprinting and jumping, but jumping takes a lot more tolls kind of. Just don't, you know, hurt we don't your need knee. Tear or anything. Or yeah. Yeah. Oh, polymetrics in the gym. Yeah, maybe not, maybe not, maybe <laughs> not yet. Uh, or lunging. Lunging. Yeah, there's, a, there's one uh, trainer, bodybuilding type that I follow that he does it. He has a lot of his people do it. It's 400 meters of lunges a day, just a lap, just lunging a lap around the track. Sore ass is what that is. Yeah, but because you got to, I mean, in a lunge, you got to stabilize. It's It really would be a total body workout for the most part, yeah, especially at that distance. Dumbbells? You can hold dumbbells. Yeah. You can go body weight, whatever yeah. you need to do. Uh, yeah, I haven't really had weight. any of my clients do it. Mm -hmm. uh, we use lunges like crazy. But following, uh, I think it's Corey G Fitness, Corey G. Um He's posted a lot of great results with his people just doing lunges. Yeah. And, like, 400-meter lunges, that's a long-ass time. I think what it comes down to is 
do something. Yeah. Just yeah. move. Like do something. Um, and food. I mean, really, like we said, 90, 10. Food's in that. It is like 80 to 90% is diet. Especially if you're trying to lose a It's belly. hard. Oh, yeah. oh, I know. It's yeah. It's, well, it's a lifestyle change, man. It's man, not. I love food too much. We always, one of my high school coaches said, I, I'll keep it forever. Because if you had a Ferrari, Rob, what kind of gas are you going to put in the Ferrari? Premium. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you're going to you treat are what your you body eat. like a Ferrari, you're going to treat it like a beat-ass Honda Civic, <laughs> and you can just throw whatever in it, and it'll run. Sure, but yeah. so we always say, like, yeah, what kind of gas are you going to put in a Ferrari? You want to be a Ferrari? You want to be an Oldsmobile that you can throw vegetable oil in it and it'll <laughs> just start going? Type yeah. of thing. Sputters down the road. Some bubbles coming out of the exhaust and stuff. So, so diet. I'm trying, trust me. Yeah, no, I know. You're doing good, man. You're doing good. Chicken, vegetables. And you're going to have to get more sleep because you sleep like three hours a day and that's not enough. Trying that too. Yeah. So, see, weed helps with that. Oh, no, no, I actually stopped smoking weed. I, it's crazy because I can stop smoking weed without an issue. But eating, that's that's my vice right oh, now. That's like, interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, that's it's, my euphoria, eating a, some good food. Yeah, I mean, it's me an happy. emotional, I'm an emotional eater too. If I'm stressed or pissed off, I tend to eat a little more than if I'm yeah. If I'm happy, if I'm sad, <laughs> I eat, I eat if I'm awake, <laughs> if I'm awake, yeah, yeah. If well, the, the kitchen is 500 feet away from me, that's, me in. that's yeah. what you got to work on. Yeah. For sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely trying. I think we could just get into every week. If you listen to the podcast, we create intentions for ourselves. Yeah, and obviously having a health guru on that has to be my intention this week. Yeah, health related uh, eating. I think I'm not going to eat no fast food. I haven't been, but I think I'm just going to really try no fast food. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely that's a good. So, like, Rob, would help me when I first started. So, I competed Olympic weightlifting at 151 pounds. But when I started, I was 165. Shane, I went, like, uh, like it's very popular, but, like, keto. And I wouldn't have less. I wouldn't have more than 100 carbs a day. I don't know which, how to count that, though. How do you count carbs? Oh, uh, we don't even have, like, a bar. It's just you need to read. On the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, I, we won't go down that road. But Don't every, eat fast food. Every, yeah. every Sunday... I would slam an XL pizza to myself. Like, that was my, hey, it's the end of the week. Yeah. Like, almost like, like, I'm a very, uh, like, dopamine-driven competition. Like, no, motherfucker, you're like, you don't get to eat shit until you do this, this, and this. pizza's a And then that pizza was the best goddamn pizza I'd ever have every week. Um, But so, like, something up, you got to set something up like that, like a reward system almost. Like, it sounds, like, corny as shit, but, like, the kids... Stickers like hey, you had a good day today. Yeah. You had a good and, day today, and do it on Sunday because what I've learned is if you try to do it on Friday or Saturday, then you just continue it like to Sunday. Week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the weekend, and then Monday you start over again. Yeah, and I would even fast on Sunday, so I wouldn't eat in the mornings, and then that way, like, got to like lunchtime, one o'clock, two o'clock, starving, and because I'm in a fasted state, and whether Shane can do the science side of this. In my head, I was like, well, I haven't eaten all day. This isn't going to hurt me as bad as it would if I had all my meals and then had a large pizza type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'd always, like, pick and choose. Like, like I, I still have my burritos and all that. Like, if you see me eating a burrito over there, it's probably because I haven't eaten in, like, 20 hours type of thing like that. And so you just got to pick and choose when you do eat that stuff. Because I'm, I'm, I'm all for, like, living life, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't be miserable 
And so, well, you know, it's picking. It's yeah, Shane told me he said I got to eat chicken and broccoli the rest of my life. I said, what? Yeah. Well, I mean, Shane's it's got to be part of your diet. Shane. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken, broccoli, fish. I mean, it's a lifestyle. You know what they say is somebody said this to me a long time ago, and it it's stuck with me is, um, being in shape or it's not the correct term, but being skinny feels better than good tastes, if that makes sense. So, like, feeling skinny, being skinny in good shape feels better than good food tastes. Does that make sense to you? Nah, because I was always skinny uh, growing up, and that was, like, an insecurity of mine. I was too skinny. <laughs> now I'm fat, and it's an insecurity, so <laughs> <laughs> I just need to find a, the border. Happy medium. The happy medium. Happy yeah. medium. Um, that you reminded me of something with that, too. I can't space it. So, oh. It's, it's Shane. Shane trained it in me when I was starting. Food is fuel. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not an enjoyment thing. It's not a. It's not a party. It's not any of that. It's literally just fuel. And it got me to the point where I was eating stuff that I didn't even like, but I knew I was like, oh, I'm feeling like waking up. I could see a six pack, eight pack. Like, yeah. I could see everything, and like I did whatever I could to take the enjoyment out of eating <clears> and just know that like I just have to do this to function. And gets what I want, and then I would slam that pizza on Sundays. And and, and you kind of get yeah. used to that too. Yeah, the meal prep stuff that we're getting from, you know, wherever yeah. you guys do those, they don't really taste that good. No. Um, but after like two weeks of eating them, you, you your body starts getting used to it, and then it, it actually gets better, and you start you stop having cravings. Like I I noticed. I ate like shit all weekend because I was at the lake, and I'm still today. I'm still having these cravings that I didn't have before I went to the lake. So it's going to take me about a week to get back on to where I feel like, okay, I'm good. I don't need this shit. Yeah. I think I might have to jump on that meal prep deal. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. it's a pretty, I, I it, what it's it does for me. to not have to worry about w- cooking, fucking your, shopping. Your meal's what, already set for yeah. the day. Yeah. And it's portion control, which I have a hard time that's, with. That's my thing too. Yeah. So if it's there, I want to eat it. Yeah. So yeah. that's the other thing that I like about it. Um, it just takes a little get, you know, you got to, takes a little getting used to and you need a little salt and some a little extra flavor in there and yeah the portion control is huge yeah i think that's what it is for me so just to tell you guys yesterday i made some sandwiches i had some bacon so i'm gonna cook the whole pack of bacon and i'm gonna uh save it for the rest of the week to make sandwiches i ate the whole pack of bacon oh yeah (laughs) i mean if that's all you ate you'd be in ketosis probably you'd lose weight but yeah um well that and uh just all the bullshit they put in our food. Yeah. It's are the you American food is so bad. Even when you're getting good food, it's technically not that good. Mm-hmm. Depending on where you get it from. But another rule is if it runs, swims, or flies. Whole foods. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, like you can go like straight caveman. Or gross. Yeah. A couple veggies here or there. And now we got all the process, the sugars, all that stuff. It's literally made to be addictive. Like, it's made to yeah. make you want to keep grabbing it type of thing like that. Yeah. Uh, but that's, a, that's there's, you could go down that rabbit hole for another podcast. And we'll have to teach you how to count carbs. Yeah. We'll have to learn that, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are called carbohydrates on yeah. the back of Or sugar. <laughs> no, I, I know, I know. That. I just, yeah. I did, like, what is the average, like, intake you're supposed to take? Uh, I, I don't know any of that. I'm saying that would be, like, research that I just have to even do on what is the average well, like, carb. Well, like he take. said... I think you start at 100 grams of carbs a day. Yeah. I've gotten it down to 50, and that's when I was really probably yeah, most you're, ripped. Yeah, you were shredded then. Um, but 100, you'd be surprised. 100's hard to do. 
It is. You have a tortilla, boom, you're at it's like 30. 40. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, that drink, those drinks you drink, that's like 50 grams of carbs right there. So you're already done. That one juice that you have. You're what, lemonade? Oh, yeah, bro. See, how do I know if I go to the lemonade and get a lemonade? It doesn't say. You don't 40. go get the lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's I'm just telling bud. you right now. There's a water now. bud right next to the I'm telling yeah, you, there's no, a I, lot I, of I've sugar. I drink water. Yeah, I drink a lot of water, actually. Yeah. That's good. That's so, good. again, how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. And if you have the willpower to say no and like he said you don't have to be perfect yeah but you 90 percent of the time you should try to be and then reward yourself a little bit just the next step one one step at a time so so you're gonna do for your intentions this week no fast food no fast food and should i do carbs too no carbs or is that gonna be hard see if you can limit it to 100 start counting your carbs and carbs is like what bread grain rice pasta oh yeah, yeah. there's a lot of different sugar forms of carbs sugar sugar um yeah, there's so many different they forms put, of carbs. They put carbs in everything, yeah. just so you know. It, it's so they, they want you to. It's so, like it's like so basically yeah. fast. It's so beef starved. jerky, eggs, jerky, eggs, um, any form steak, of meat. meat um, you can have some, you know, vegetables, even though there's some carbs in that. Salad is okay, typically depending on what you're putting in it. Oh wait, time out, time out, time out. Is salad and go fast food? Oh. Yeah, that that's that's acceptable. I would that say, be acceptable if, I would I say salad if, and go if you're going to do times? fast food, that's the one to do. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Because you're going to make a salad. The only thing you don't know is what they're putting in that uh, their, salad dressing. But their, their meat freaks me out. Something's not right. Like You yeah, can't I don't just like have like, chicken and all that ready like that. Yeah, you can. I mean, I guess you can. Yeah, lots of fast food places have yeah, that Yeah, lots right. of fast food. Like McDonald's, the chicken's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What to, so, so what's going to be your weekly intention? You got to set an intention for this week that you know hold yourself accountable and challenge yourself slightly. I think uh, I've fallen off my Instagram game big time, and so I started it this week. But to finish out the week, a post or two every day. Is it all health related? Um, yeah, I usually just post my like high school athletes, um, mm. college athletes. Uh, I haven't really given any, like, educational posts in a while. I kind of just share, like, hey, this is what we're doing today, or um, this is what he's been doing the last week, or some progress here or there. Um, Are we talking about your personal Instagram or the business? Um, I guess kind of both, because my personal work is the business for a while. Okay. But I, I, we'll do that. We'll step it up a challenge. Uh, individual posts for each. No collaboration post. Finish out all the way till Sunday. One for Mach 1. One for my personal Instagram. Shout them out. So if people's listening and they want to follow the page. Yeah, it's uh, our gym page is at M1 Sports Performance. And then uh, my personal page is just my name. But it's M-I-K-H-R-A-B-C-Z-U-K. There's no there's no other anybody else out there yeah, with the name. Say, so it'll probably pop up once you get to the HR part of it. But, but yeah, those are the two pages. They'll be posting all week. I gotta figure out a mock one post. I, I keep wanting to do that too, but that's gonna be such an undertaking and such a pain in the ass for me that I just keep pushing that off. Yeah, um, yeah, because it's like a whole other job. <clears throat> I think this week I'm gonna start with get back into my morning routine with uh, gratitude, and um, I used to do like a gratitude section and then my intentions. Okay. So it's like oh, you're reading it or you're writing. No, it I'm right writing it out. Yeah. Journaling in the mornings. Yeah. So not quite journaling, but really showing gratitude, what I'm thankful for. And um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not intention. It's my uh, affirmation. Affirmations. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's what I'm going to start. Because I know, I remember when I was doing that regularly for like a month, I did notice, and then I just go on vacation, and I that's stopped gone. doing it. Yeah, so vacations suck, but they're so much fun. Yeah. So that's it, man. Well, I appreciate you joining, and yeah, uh, we'll, we'll definitely me. do it again and, you know, uh, bring you guys both back on. If you guys, anyone's listening, they got children or they want a – explain the gym before we leave because you, you – do other things other than sports performance. Explain the open gym kind of program. Yeah, so uh, sports performance is in our name, but, like, I would look at it as more of, like, a human performance, right? Like, everybody's an athlete to some extent. Like, you got to carry groceries in. You got to pick up your kids. You got to play with your kids. You got to build the deck in the backyard. Like, you're going to run into some sort of strength or mobility issue. And so we try to provide, like, the op optimal human performance if that makes sense to people that aren't playing sports so you might have an achy back you might have a knee you might want to lose some weight we kind of take care of that for you well, i can't say we take care of that for you we'll give you the roadmap to do that yeah and so we train anybody and everybody as long as you want to get better there's been plenty of people that haven't made it in the gym because we're not babysitters it's hey you either want the work or you don't i'll motivate you a little bit here or there but like we talked about you either want it or you don't. Yeah. And so whatever we try to tailor to each personal uh, person, whether it's weight loss, we provide for that. Whether it's my joints are achy, we provide for that. It's like, hey, my son's starting to get stronger than me. I want to be able to bully my son back again. <laughs> cool. We'll take care of you. We'll get the dad strength going. Um, but I would say like a optimal human performance is really encompasses the whole gym. And that type of performance just depends on where you're at in life. Yeah, because when I go in there, it's not – you do have some student athletes, but there's also just normal, regular people in there that are just getting their exercise, lifting weights, yeah. doing some sort of thing. Yeah. So Eight years old all the way to 80 years old. Yeah, that's awesome. But cool. All right, man, we well, out. I'm going to be doing lunches it. all the way to the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah lunches, Peace. Lunges home. Time's mine if I shine, you shine. We in this from the start, take the game for the fame, but not to play the part.